This is Marnie with Maxim and Marnie. Uh, um, Maxim means truth. Um, And so our goal here is to interview and share people's truth, their stories from our church community that I'm lucky enough to be a part of. Um, And actually, before I introduce our guest, um, I was lucky enough to attend an LSSI event on Saturday night. And Elizabeth Lutheran Social Services of... Incorporated of Illinois, <laughs> of Illinois. You're in the Didn't state. Didn't know what the I was. Okay, they're the, they're the largest social service agency in the state, besides Catholic Charities. They, those two are the largest, and they really serve the community that struggles with substance abuse and mental illness. Mm-hmm. And we were fortunate to listen to Elizabeth Vargas, and you might know her from 2020. Um, she was also married to Mark Cohn, true companion, um, walking Memphis. Yeah, um, and she shared her story. And what I think was so um, affirming in doing this project that I get to do is she talked about when she was younger and she had anxiety and an adult pointed out to her, um, you know, how, how crazy that you're so anxious. And she felt like she couldn't share that with anybody and that that was a singular experience and that she was totally alone in that experience in life. And that led to her um, using alcohol medicinally um, and becoming an alcoholic and having a really rough time of struggling with then having anxiety without the alcohol and then really addressing the anxiety to begin with. And I just think it so affirms that everyone that has come on here has really shared a part of their truth, which then really, really benefits the rest of the community because then it is so clear that you are obviously never singular or never alone in in a part of your story. Um, And so I just think that's super powerful. So I really, really thank everybody that's been on um, who's done that because I think it's a really big gift. No, I I completely agree with you. And if you want to read her book, it's called Between Between Breaths. Breaths. And... um, yeah, it's I. It's a. It's kind of. It's she's so strong and and empowering to tell her story, but like even the situation that you said when someone you know brought to her attention her anxiety, it's that that event is pretty traumatic in how it's told and like you know the person pretty much tells her to snap out of it and like calls her out on this and she's just a little kid mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's. Everybody has a story. They've, she's been through a lot, and it's an incredible story. And I'm extremely honored that she shares that publicly rather than hiding it. So, yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So, with no further ado and no relation to that story, um, <laughs> is our guest today, Miss Becky Singer from Celebration. Hello. Hi, Becky. <laughs> hello, Hi. hello. Um, Becky, say your last name Billenstein. Yep, that's what I thought I was going to say, Steen. Um, <laughs> so tell me where uh, a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Uh, born in Naperville, right here at Edward. Um, grew up in Aurora. Uh, my dad was a fifth grade teacher over at Naper Elementary. Uh, so forever, I think he started that in like '76. So um, we've always been in the area. And what high school did you go to? We went to Wabonzi. You did, and you grew up going to this church. Mm-hmm. And you tell me about your experience with the youth group. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Um, my brother and sister started. Um, Wait, they're older than you? They are older than I am. Tell me about them. Uh, my brother is eight years older than I am. His name is Dave. Uh, he 
is married, has got three kids, and lives up in Crystal Lake right now. Um, and my sister is five years older than I am, uh, and she and her family live down in Texas. Uh, oh, far. Yeah, very far. Um, but they're fantastic, and I love them. Um, but they were always, like, the tighter-knit group. Um because they were so much closer in age, they had a bunch of the same friends from youth group. Um, it, was, I think, then it started as logos. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. And it was on Thursday nights, and it was a ton of fun. Um, and so they had all of their friends. Greg Hooper was a part of that group. Oh, fun. Um, so it's kind of fun to still see everybody. Um, so they've been in it forever, um, and so I had to start going. Uh, my parents' philosophy was, um, that we'll make you go until you're old enough to drive and then you can choose for yourself if you want to go. I like it. So we all just kept going. Um, and these are some of the strongest friendships that any of us have ever had. So it's so much fun. Um, so I was in Logos when that started on Thursdays and... In the junior high choir there, um, it was before it was, it had a name. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was still just the junior, junior high, high choir. choir. Yep. Sometimes I think that's almost easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what, is it a seraphim or cherubim? Yeah, or right. Yeah, right. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Wait, it, but when you went to youth group, it was always on Thursdays? Yes. Okay, keep going. Well, yeah, it was on Thursdays, and then I think in high school it switched to Sundays. Okay. I believe. That was a while ago. When you were in it. And who was your youth group leader? Oh, we had all of them. Um, we had... Brad, Brenna, Lauren. Brad Creighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenna Williams, Lauren Skalarski, who she's not Skalarski anymore. Um, uh, How long was, was Lauren a youth group leader? A few years. Because, oh, okay, because when I started, I thought it was her first year, and then Brad Creighton was junior high youth group leader. Mm-hmm. But that's not when you were in. Yeah. Oh, you were in because we... Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Oh, no. Because then we had 747. Right. So we had started 747 um, on our... It was our senior uh, choir tour. We went up to Canada, up through New York, and uh, came back down. And so much fun. And on the way back from there, all of, like all of us seniors were like, okay... So there's 8 o'clock, there's 9 o'clock, there's 11 o'clock, and there's 5 o'clock service on Sunday. There's really, and granted, 11 o'clock is contemporary, but there's nothing really geared toward the younger generation, um, and we wanted to do something about that. So so it was you, It, it Mike was me, Graham. Mike Kramer. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham, right? Graham, Brad. Um, the drummer. No, Hooper. the piano player. Um, short blonde hair. Oh, goodness. It was, so yeah, long ago. <laughs> that's okay. Sorry. So it was all of you and you guys all stayed locally after graduating high school. We did. We did. Um, <clears throat> because we wanted to keep all of this together. Um, and so we started 747 and we picked 747 because we wanted a name that we could remember and would be interesting. And a time that was after, it was on Sunday nights. 
Mm-hmm. Um, seven forty-seven, so you could remember the time. And it was and after, it was the, after youth the youth group. So we all would do dinner, small group, and then we basically everybody would stay and yeah. then for the worship service. Mm-hmm. And it was very testimonial driven, very... Um, it was more intimate. Very intimate. Because it was in the, uh, in the fellowship center. Yep. Um, so we would set it up every week and take it down and, um, and we'd have our meetings to figure out what we were going to do. That week, uh, on Tuesdays, it was very adult of you guys. It was a very mature thing right. to put on. I could barely yeah. get adults to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like they ran the, the entire, entire thing. thing. Um, we had all the communion, um, the bread and the wine, um, blessed beforehand. Um, I mean, a, there was a pastor there, but they usually kind of stayed off to the and side. And not and ran always. The whole I don't feel like. I feel like there wasn't always a pastor there, was there? I mean, I feel like it was mainly you and Mike. You know what's crazy is so like not being here during that time. I'm totally jealous of it. I'm glad that it worked out. But I've had people because like it wasn't pastors preaching there. So right. I've had people who have shared their stories that they shared during their testimonials. Things in. They're incredible. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like this, Marnie, where you're asking someone to share their story. It, it was so well done, like mm-hmm. the, the ones that I have read. And so, yeah, I'm jealous. I wish we could pull that off. How long did you do it? Uh, we started 747 in 2002. Um, oh, so that's crazy. I was there for the first year then. Yeah. And then it, that went until... I think it went almost 10 years. 10 years? I think. Um, I could totally be wrong on that, but we had 747, and then once we got celebration, yes. then we changed it to 6 o'clock. And, uh, and changed it to okay. element, from 747 yes. to element. And then it just kind of... Fizzled it, it, there. It, it, it ran its course. Yeah. But celebration's been around for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So it had like, sorry, I'm trying to do my math. It had like, like two or three good years down the street, and for then, sure, yeah, and for then it sure. changed kind and then of, it, yeah, how it was, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't after the youth group. I think that changed a big part of it because that was its main attendance. It was, or and those was, parents would come, right? And it was during that youth group time, yes. Or they made it so that it was in between yes. surge and ignition. Oh. oh, wait! I think so that's how it ended up. Ignition was afterwards. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, right? And surge was later, or right uh, before it, or right mm-hmm. before, but like way later. Because yeah, right now, must sorry, have been. It's, it's noon. It's yeah, noon. Yeah, interesting. Yeah I, yeah, I think it started at four. Wow! And then the service was at six, it's and then just all evolved it, and changed. It has. But I love that you guys owned that. So obviously faith has been a big part of your life because you've grown up in it and you were committed and you were part of leading a worship service. When was a moment that was a high kind of aha moment or pivotal moment in developing your journey for yourself? Ooh. A trip that you went on with you group, a small group. You know, all of the choir tours mm-hmm. were amazing. It's the camaraderie and... Mm-hmm. Everything that comes out of that week is insane. Um, so, like the relationships you develop, yes, yes, the relationships, and then learning how to be 
spiritual. Yeah. Um, just because it's one of those things that isn't necessarily taught, I guess, that you can just be with other people. Right. And have God there. That fellowship. Yeah. Um, and that God is always there. It doesn't always need to be the focus. Like the people around you can be the focus. Um, but how God is always there and will always make himself present and make himself known. Um, so it's really cool to, to find that. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Lynn Ponish and what she meant to you. Oh, she was awesome. I love her. Yeah. Um, Tell me about that. Wait, for those who don't know, Lynn is still alive. (laughs) (laughs) She was awesome when she She worked here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll cut the ice. All right. Yeah. We love you, Lynn. I just met. <laughs> she's still she's, impacting lives. Just she's differently. not working here. <laughs> um, so she, when I first started uh, in the junior high choir, it was not her. It was... Um, Phil Spencer. Was it Miss Hill? Oh. Mrs. Hill? Um, it was another person, but then she left, so Lynn took over. Um it was right about that Phil Spencer time. Well, Phil, well, cause she worked with Phil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the timeline you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was mid, mid late nineties okay. time. Um, and it, so it was just so cool. And she had this, um, or has this amazing voice and it was just something that I always, you know, kind of gravitate gravitated to and she had all this knowledge and it was so cool that you could um be in a group with all these other kids and figure out something that you like and Mm -hmm. sound good together and it was a lot of fun to to have that and have her kind of be the mom Mm -hmm. and uh and teach us how to be a group yeah and and um, and she was able to foster that love of music and love of uh, sacred music um, in me, and that's a huge part of how I relate to God. Yeah. So it's really cool to have her as that conduit. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what was your experience like in Wabonzi? Did you sing? Were you in musical theater? Oh, yes. Yes, all of the things. And wasn't there like the conductor there, or the leader there of like the Corlears or the Glee Club, like Grammy winning? Was yeah, that we when were. you were there? OMG, mm-hmm. we have a Grammy winner amongst yeah. us. Um, and it was before, let's see, that was, I think it was mainly the swing choir that got the Grammy, but. Who cares? Right? We still got the great. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So you just have always loved music in every avenue of your life. And that community, those relationships at school were also impactful for you. Oh, yeah. That was a positive experience. Oh, yeah. And, like, I wasn't one of the popular kids by any means. Um, but I knew a lot of people in different groups. So I kind of melded with wherever I was. And when did you graduate? Oh, two. Did you know Eric Horton? Yes. All right. Yes, uh, have he you, played, he have you been here when he's my been husband. here? Um, yes. Who's Eric Horton? 
So he was my best friend from college and best man in our wedding. Oh my gosh. And yeah. And <laughs> he went to Wabonzi. So, and what's crazy is so you, um, Adam Magnuson here mm-hmm. um, shared, shared lockers with his roommate in college, uh, Rashad Maholtra. Do you know Rashad? The name is familiar. Well, Anyways, like you see, like how small, small the world, world is, yeah. yeah. And like it. I didn't know Naperville really existed, like even at all at, at yeah, Valpo. Why would you? Yeah, yeah. Being from Ohio, and so like we would come here on like fall break, and I would hang out with all these Wabonzi grads. Oh, how and so, funny! Yeah. You could have crossed paths. Could have. It's very possible. Anyways, awesome. when so you said we, you like mixed groups, I'm like, well, maybe you know. <laughs> um, what kind of role do you think you played in your family or what was your family like? Were you loud? Were you quiet in your home? Oh, we were always loud. A loud house. Loud and house. And you said that your dad was a teacher. Mm-hmm. What did your mom do? Uh, she was a hairstylist for a long time. Uh, she stayed at home until we were all in school. And then once I started school, then um, she went to beauty school. and Oh, like a second career? Yeah. And she was a hairstylist for, sorry, mom, I think it's like 25, 26 years. Long time. Yeah. And are they still in Aurora? My dad and his wife are in uh, Naperville. And my mom moved down to Oklahoma. Whoa. Why Oklahoma? Her brother lives there. Wow. So have you been down there? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, because I think that's going to be a very different culture. It's a lot slower. Yeah, interesting. A lot slower. I remember going on a trip right after college, and we stopped. We were going to New Orleans, and we stayed in Picayune, Mississippi. And this was like circa 1999. And there was a woman smoking by the produce, and she ashed on the cantaloupe. And I was like, what is going on down here? (laughs) And when we were checking out, I was like, oh, excuse me, miss. There's somebody smoking by the fruit. And she was like, oh, honey, everybody down here smokes. (laughs) I was like, oh, I am not in Kansas anymore. No. (laughs) It gets real. That was a long time ago, but yeah, just funny. It is a different way of life. Um, She goes to a church that I think regularly has maybe 15 people attending every Sunday. Oh, okay. Tiny, tiny. Yeah. But, you know, close-knit group and... So small town. Yeah. 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 She's about an hour north of Tulsa. Could you ever live in a small town? I don't think so. Yeah. So we, you we've been live confronted here. with that recently, and I'm like, oh. I don't know if I can do this. Why have you been confronted with it? Um, we live in Aurora. Okay. We live in the house that my husband grew up in. Oh, wow. Um, and he works up in Huntley. He's a firefighter. Oh, that's really sexy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so he works up in Huntley. So he's got an hour drive. I work in Geneva. So I've got about a half hour, 45 minute drive. So we were thinking, you know, somewhere between Geneva and Huntley and everywhere there is really small. I'm like, I have lived with a Walmart right. within three minutes of me right. like my whole life. Right. <laughs> um, so what do you do? You live in... I'm you- a massage therapist. And is it gross to you to like rub people's back with like moles? No. It doesn't gross you out. What no. what space do you go in your mind? Because I love a massage, but there are times that I'm like, are they grossed out by like touching my body? I love that they're touching my body. Right. And that's a 
big thing is that touch is huge. Um, touch is a necessity for everyone. That's why when babies are born, they go skin to skin because they need that touch to thrive. Um, and so it really doesn't matter who comes to get a massage and lays on the table. I'm going to treat them with the same unconditional regard that everybody should have. So you're really looking at it as like this healing, loving gift. For sure. That touch is healing them. It is. I love that. Did you just listen to the Dax episode? Sorry, we're um, armchair <laughs> expert cherry fans of Dax Shepard, and we were just talking about it prior. That's why I knew that she listened to it. But did you listen to the Surgeon General of California talk about the ACEs? No. So there's all this talk about trauma and people living with trauma and how like it literally raises your risk. If you've had trauma in your life to like, it, I think it's 50%. I'm making up these percentages and we don't have a Monica Padman to double check me. Um, <laughs> but for facts, but it was like raises your risk of heart disease. And they were talking about how it raises all of these other risks if you've had trauma in your life. And that's what ACEs is. And I don't remember what it stands for. Do you know? I, I think you just demoted me because you said I'm not Monica. <laughs> You're not, well, you don't I won't fact check you at the end. So tell just, me. I let Marnie get away with saying whatever she wants to say. Seriously, you should yeah. probably we'll have double the half hour fact check at the end. <laughs> Go ahead, Marnie. Yeah, Aces, you know this subject. Go. No, I don't. It's okay. But you can still, you're making a reference to it. Enough. So, but what they were saying was as a way to heal that is by a nurturing touch physical hugging, physical um, soothing. And so like that really is a gift that you're giving to people who might not have that in other nurturing relationships. So that really is beautiful. Was that really long about ways? <laughs> you have a really important job. <laughs> um, it's, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, and, you know, I like to be able to help people feel better and be able to move easier. Um but relaxing, like, yeah. is totally taken for granted, especially in our society. Yes. We're always on the go, always moving. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Just take an hour. Yeah. To not touch your phone. Yeah. To not focus on anything else except what your body is feeling. Mm -hmm. And it is so cool to be able to give that to people. Um I've become more in touch with my body and where things are achy or things like that because of massage. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just from anatomy classes and stuff like that, I know like, oh, this part hurts, so it's this muscle and blah, blah, blah. But um, to be able to, um, like, one of my doctors uh, was like, wow, you really know what's going on with your body. I'm like, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> right. It just gives you this intuition to it. It yeah, does. With working on I love that. Um, tell me about when you met your cute firefighter. Uh, kindergarten. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so clearly you didn't start dating then. No, no. Uh, we were, we went to Georgetown um, and we were, we weren't in the same class in kindergarten, but they all kind of had classes together. Um so we went all through school, um, elementary, middle school, in the, some of the same classes, same teams, stuff like that. And then in high school, he was more of the jock. Total, like, he, um, football, fantastic <laughs> football player. Um, 
and he did water polo and swimming. So he was on that side of the school and I was on the choir side of the school. So we never really sure. interacted, um, but I always knew who he was. Um, and then it wasn't until, let's see, 2012, um, I was working at Export um, and he was working out there. And I'm like, hey, I know hey. you. And so he sent me a Facebook message. He's like, hey, we should get together. We should hang out. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I didn't answer him for a year. And he uh, was like, hey, so what about that drink? Let's go for coffee. I'm like, fantastic. He's like, yeah, but I don't drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's go get a beer. So we've been together ever since. So that was September of 2012. For a long time. And then he proposed Christmas that year. Oh, quick, quick. Quick, quick. Yeah, but great. And how old were you? Um, This was, what, seven years ago? So 28? Yeah, so you knew. You knew you. You knew him. Yeah, yeah. Familiarity. Yeah. And he does not come to worship with you? Nope. Because he is working because that is not his gig? Not his gig. Yeah, not his gig. Um, his parents went here. Uh, Brian and Nancy, um, and she, uh, she had gotten cancer and he is not able to reconcile. Yeah. Um, bad things happening to good people. Yeah. Yeah. And she was one of the best. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for him to kind of justify believing in in somebody who would harm his mother. Yeah, Pastor Brian, take it away. <laughs> well, I well, I would love to to hear more of his story cuz I I don't believe in that God either. And but but that's just my my two senses like um I think God is crying with us when we lose somebody incredible in our lives. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe in this you know, predestination, everything is figured out, but, but I can't blame him for having those thoughts either because I know many who have been told that or, um, yeah. So that's, that's why I'm, I don't, I try not to jump in too quickly because everybody has a story. So do you you want me to open this? We have a small guest in here. Can you tell us about your guest today? Well, this is Kara. Hi, Kara. And you have one little girl. Yeah, she will be five tomorrow, a whole hand. Um, she's the youngest of four. Um, so Kevin had two from a previous relationship. So there's Amra, who is now 15, and Peyton, who is 12. He's 12, uh, so he's in seventh grade. And then I have Lily who's 11, and we have Kara. So it's a his, mine, and ours, total blended family, and it and works And who really well. lives in your house? All of them. So you have all four all of the time, or you have some weekends off? Every weekend, the older three go to their other parents. Every single weekend, mm-hmm. you have off. And your husband works 24... 24 on 48 off. 24 on 48 off, mm-hmm. and never consecutively. So he always works 24 hours and always has two days off then. Yes. 
Um, he also does other things. He um, teaches with Wabanzi uh, for the paramedic, paramedic and EMT program there. Has he ever delivered a baby? I think so. In like I the ambulance? Know. No, probably not. Um, I'm not. He doesn't tell me what yeah. he like. He tells me I saved a dog. Yes, um, but he won't. He won't tell me about. Listen, I watch people. Chicago Fire. I know things. I and, know. What he and does. I'm going to fact check that as well <laughs> to see if he really did or not. So yeah, you should go have a beer with him. Go have a beer with the I firefighter will. if he ever wants one. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and so four kids, fifteen to five. Yeah, 15, 12, 11, and five. And how is it being a stepmom? Do you feel like a mother, or do you? Uh, create a space in that relationship different than you are with Lily and Kara? No. Our kids are our kids. Yep. Stepkids is just extra syllables. Yeah. So we just drop them. Yeah. So that's blended really, really well. So that's awesome. Yeah. And they, especially when they were younger, they play really well together. No real big fights or anything like that. So it's, it's nice to kind of have that harmony yeah, with them that's and beautiful. them all being able to kind of hang out together and and be cool and their brother and sisters, you know, yeah. that's how they view each other. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so through the years, you've clearly served in, in using your voice in worship services. Um, mm-hmm. What other experiences do you love about our church community that you've had the opportunity to be in? The it trips, so much. The trips, I've, a lot of those. Yes. Um, my first high school choir tour was to Slovakia. That was the first year we went. Um, so that's really cool to be a part of that beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all of the choir tours and retreats from youth group, um, and then after. Um, after high school, I was able to chaperone some of the choir tours, which was awesome. So cool. I got to go to Disney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they went to Disney. Yeah, we sang at Epcot. Oh, they should redo that. <laughs> um, we sang at Epcot, and then uh, Kramer and Hooper and Creighton was the youth director at the times, and Lauren. So, you know, we had Skidzo there. That was our band's name was Skidzo. Um, what did that mean? Anything? It's used twice in the Bible. Okay. Um, when the curtain was torn in the temple, uh, and so it was that Skidzo, that's that separation. Kind of separation. Getting rid of that. Yeah. Um, and then I forget the other time. Yeah, it's all good. But that was what we called ourselves and we made CDs and stuff like that. It was fun. Oh. Um, <laughs> we should uh, attach that to the end of this. Play a couple other songs. Uh, so couple songs. Are you on Spotify? That would be rad. I, I think Kramer's stuff is, but I don't think ours is. Hold on. How do you spell Skidzo? S-K-I-D-Z-O. Oh, Kara is spelling for us right now, which is awesome too. Good job. Um, There's no Skidzo. Oh, There's Skidzo. We did, we did K-I-K have... K or S-K-I-T-Z-O, but no... We did have a MySpace. Well, of course you and, did. And we had some of the music attached to that. 
I don't know if that's still up. Right. <laughs> I don't think it is. For all you you young kids, that was Facebook, really, before Facebook. But you got to attach music to your MySpace page. Oh, yeah. I remember a, a neighbor emailing me being like, hey, can you get on Facebook? We're going to like share pictures there from the community. And I had had a MySpace page. And I was like, yeah, look, I don't really think it's going to take off. Like, I don't really need to <laughs> Clearly had my finger on the pulse. Um, are there any other stories or big events that you think would be important to share with our community that would be helpful or oh I don't know um I think your blended family is beautiful I think doing that is so great I love that about your story and I love what you do and how you feel passionate about your career so I think those are both great things that you've shared yeah yeah um and music is such a big part of who I am Mm -hmm. um so I love that um there's all the different types of music at this church. Yes. Um, and that's one of the things that we're known for. Right. Like in the community right. <laughs> is the music that's here. So I'm so honored to be a part of that. Um, even if it's just randomly here and there. Like I was away from the church for a while just because I was either lazy. Yep. <laughs> Seasons of life, it's allowed. And, you know, Sundays is a big working day. Yeah. um, Especially for the service industry. So I would always work on Sundays. Um, But I'm opposite of Kevin's schedule, so I can be here every third Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, well, I love having you sing up there. It just reminds me so much of 747. I'm always like, (laughs) it's so much fun. The gang back together again. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It would be nice, but now we're all spread out. Well, and Kramer's rich and famous in California. Right? I know it. It's pretty rad. (laughs) I can be like, I knew him. I knew him. He sang at my first baby's baptism. (laughs) They sang Jesus Loves You at Katie's baptism at the old campus, which was a really, really sweet gift. Well, I've loved having you, and I love having you a part of our community. I love that you sing. You just sang um, our offering this last week at Celebration. We did. Um, I was so nervous. Oh, you did beautiful. (laughs) It was wonderful. um, So Will I. Mm -hmm. See... And I've been requesting that for like months. Oh, well, and she like then one it. weekend I'm singing at another or I'm preaching at another campus. That's when it happens. <laughs> yeah. She crushed it. Do it again. It. Do it again this week. Well, weekend. thank sure. you so much for coming. Thank you. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.